You're listening to the Bible Boat Bros podcast with my dad and his dumb friend. Enjoy. Andrew, I think I found one of the biggest problems of the church. I found it. Okay, you have my interest now. People who put those church stickers on the back of their car and then drive like a freaking idiot. That's why my wife took off her sticker. And it's not just cutting people off. It's driving too slow. It's not merging correctly. It's like, I don't want to go to this church. If I do, I want to burn it. I want to kill all the people that go to it. (laughs) Right? Maybe not kill everybody, but but send them to heaven early. Am I alone in that boat? (laughs) Oops. Yeah, I think that's just a terrible, terrible idea. I agree, and I've never had one on the back of my truck for that purpose. And I try not to cut people off or speed or go too slow, but every now and then I catch myself going too slow. I go too fast, and I, don't, I probably don't cut people off, but I'm not a super aggressive driver, but it's still something. I'm not going to put my business name or my – because you see on Facebook all the time, like, businesses being bashed for their driving. And right. The same – it might be on, not be on, online as much, but churches are the same way, the way people drive. Yeah, see, somebody called our pastor on my wife, and my <laughs> wife's response was, all right, I'll just go take it off then, and that's what she's done. Well, I keep taking the sticker off my car, but my pastor keeps putting it back on. Probably because your pastor owns it. All right, well, today on the podcast, we got our friend Joe. He's uh, a guy. He's a bro. He's uh, got his own podcast. He's got two podcasts, actually. We've been on one of them. You might have... Remember, it used to be called uh, Real Real Life Real Life Podcast. Now it's called Life Unfiltered, whatever. But the um, he started a new podcast called The God Project, and uh, so we're gonna bring him on here right now. going i you never really checked your levels but oh well <laughs> oh i hope it's good <laughs> it should be good ish we're good joe all right sweet so most people probably have heard you from our podcast anyways from your journey on life unfiltered yeah how'd that get started um just the whole podcast in general yeah um it was uh it was like july of 2015 i think and uh i I talked to my friend Steven and my friend Mark, and I said, "I said, dudes, we should just do a podcast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Just goof off because we have so many times uh, just hanging out with friends and stuff that we just end up cracking ourselves up to death, and you know we're we're ending up crying, you know, tears of of joy and laughter, and then we're like, man, I wish somebody else could have heard that because they would have thought it was so funny. And yeah, it was pretty pretty ignorant, but or not ignorant, uh, arrogant." But, uh, yeah, we ended up recording once, and then from that time on, it happened like two weeks later, and then every week from then on for the past year, year and a few months. Have you always been interested in podcasting in general? Or? Um, for a few years, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a certain list, a uh, roster of podcasts that I like, that I always go to. Uh, uh, sure, I'm sure everybody does. What's that list? Um, there's, oh, good Lord. Lately, it's been um, like stand-up comedians. 
doing yeah. podcasts, not like their uh, actual bits like they do on stage, but like they just talk about stuff. Like the Nerdist podcast? You um, the Nerdist, like, because um, that's like an affiliate, like a uh, network of podcasts, isn't it? Or is it the Nerdist podcast? The Nerdist podcast. Because I know uh, Chris Hardwick, I think, is the host oh, of yeah. it. He I've has heard, a lot I've of comedians heard, on. That's not stuff. on my roster, but I'm sure it very well could be. But uh, no, like uh, Chris Holmes, not Chris Holmes. Um, who's the Who's the guy? Uh, I, I have his podcast and I can't remember his first name. It's something <laughs> Holmes. Um, but uh, like uh, Bill Burr, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, just stuff like that. Um, not so much like serious podcasts lately in the past couple months or so. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've gotten enough seriousness on the god project so it's like i need <laughs> a, trying to balance a, it. a humorous out uh, output yeah let's go i'm i'm super into like crime podcasts like like serial uh, like serial serial season one yeah. was a good one um there and from then like there's been an explosion of just different unsolved crimes uh-huh. and uh they're really good i've just started one called crime town and it's it's made by the guys that on hbo guys that made the jinx and it's just like the history of like the mob in Providence, oh, Rhode nice. Island, and it's really cool. It's just a storytelling. There's no mystery to it. So is each episode a different part of the story, basically? Yeah, just different different events that have happened in this little town or area, and uh, it's interviews with old wise guys. And, yeah. And so there's lots of cussing on it, so I don't promote it, <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> That's I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's really crime good. town. Crime town. Crime yeah. town. Sweet. And so now you've got this podcast, The God Project. What's The God Project about? Because it's not anything like your current podcast. No, it's it's a way – it's 110% better. Um, <laughs> uh, the God Project – Because it's just you and not those other guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, The God Project, the, the essential idea of it is um, asking the harder questions um, throughout life and faith and spirituality and all that jazz um, where – we might talk about a little bit of it on the on Life Unfiltered every once in a while, mm-hmm. but it, it's only a short discussion. You know, it, it's a lot of times just filled with crass joking and stuff. So yeah. this uh, this actually gives me a chance to kind of express my thoughts and ideas and questions. Um, it, like exactly like I said, like asking the tough questions, like why do we really do the things we do um, spiritually, and why do we uh, believe in God, stuff like that. And so. Um, the whole the whole thing's basically started with me asking questions, and then finding out that tons and tons of other people also had the same questions. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always like the easiest journey through faith and stuff to find your uh, perfect relationship with God or whatever, or however you want to say it. It's not always that easy. So that that's what this podcast is: is basically me asking the questions that that are in my in my head. And it's it's very well produced, I would say, especially for these little podcasts in our area um how long because you're not just showing up and pushing play you're doing a lot of research and a lot of uh, effort trying to find other people's opinions how long does it take you currently to how long you've been working on this project i guess is um the god project started back in um uh, march of this year and so the first episode took me a long time just because I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted. Yeah, you and have two episodes, right? I have two episodes right now. <laughs> We've been working and on it then, since March. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, too, you have to do so much pre-production. Mm-hmm. You have to do, um, like, once. let's say if I get ten interviews with people, okay, it might all be the exact same questions. And I do ten interviews, and they're all the exact same. 
and I have to pick through because people have different opinions and they have different views on and perspectives on things. So I have to go through and find what flows good together as far as um, you know where what part in the episode do I want to put this snippet of the interview and which interview do I want to focus on because some interviews you know I I could have three out of the ten interviews that are amazing I can't use all three you know full interviews so I have to figure out what I want the message of that episode to be and so far then like I said I started in 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 about March recording and uh, I probably interviewed 10 to 15 people for each episode Um, and uh, I've probably redone each episode about three times and so uh, because I had a vision for the thing and I knew exactly what I wanted it wanted it to sound like and look like and like like visually aesthetically and the, the whole branding of the God project I had the perfect idea for what I wanted and uh, I just worked uh, worked my butt off until I I found that you know that aesthetic that I was going for in the first place and you don't really have the answer right you're asking questions you're not really knowing what the answer is gonna be and so right. Now you're having to go through all this trying to find like what answers do you agree with? And, yeah, yeah, and, and, line and it, up with. it's like what answers fit in my life too. Like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the pe- people that I interview, I've had some interviews that just kind of going like, eh, definitely not going to use that. Like you know, because it, it, I can't relate to it at all. I understand if I if it's like me being hired by like a radio company or something to do like a radio show, you know, I'd kind of uh, pander to what they were looking for. But this is my thing. You know, and so I'm gonna try to try to try to come out with the uh, the uh, final product that I kind of align with in some way, which is kind of what everyone does, I guess. Yeah. But like yeah. for us, we did the the book was kind of our first season, and really, I've been interested in podcasting, but I've never had anything worth value I thought I could talk about, and so we brought up the book idea and at least fostered some conversations about church and in everything and so that's been kind of our journey is just you know for the last few years I guess I've been in this transition where I used to be youth youth pastor now I'm not a youth pastor and so I'm a volunteer at a church and I've realized like how much I've had to use people and relied on other people's volunteer time for something I got paid for yeah which brings me to your argument the last podcast I've listened to your life unfiltered you had this huge argument with Johnny yeah and uh, I I sided with you and I told Johnny that, and he just said, "Whatever, just tell Joe you side with me or whatever." He was yeah. <laughs> he was wanting me just to make you more mad. But, Dang, Johnny! Um, that's the thing. I was like, I realized so many times that I just continue to use people until they're empty, and then somebody's usually there to step up. And with your camera situation, that's kind of how I yeah. saw it. Was he's going to use your? Yeah, they might have a long term vision to buy a camera, but <laughs> as long as they can, they're going to use it and yeah for their production for their um, you know, and really a production is trying to get more people involved in the church, which brings more money into the church. Yeah. So like I saw your point perfectly clear, like they're going to continue to use your, your stuff until you can't do it anymore. And then they, and he has found somebody else that he could use his camera. Yeah. Typically. Yep. So, (laughs) yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen. I think it's like episode 65 or 66 maybe of life unfiltered. And you'll uh, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, but mom, uh, don't go listen to that podcast. You'll, yeah, you'll be mad at me. They they use some naughty language. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> oh, I've definitely man. got more lax over lax. Is that an actual term? 
got more lax, or is it just a short term or, or a short way of saying relax? I think it's short for relaxed. Well, I've gotten a lot more relaxed as far as the. Uh, <laughs> you just put the unfiltered the, in the name. The and unfiltered, just, just yeah, that's the that's the brand now. Yeah, my pastor walked into my work while I was listening to it, and he was like, "No." Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, he just said, "You're gonna need to turn that down." <laughs> that's and it was probably me, wasn't it? <laughs> I actually, I think it was Johnny. I, Ooh, there was because he was pretty mad about this employee, whole. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he was pretty mad about the uh, camera situation, and he got a little unfiltered as well in yeah. that podcast. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fun though because we get to have those conversations, and uh, it's kind of funny. Like people will like like you texted me, and uh, I went back and listened to it after you texted me. And it was really entertaining because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when Johnny said that. Oh, yeah, I got him here with a zinger. Something like that. It's just entertaining Bam, to listen to. Yeah. We needed some sound effects for that podcast. Yeah, really. So I'm sorry. Off that tangent about Johnny's camera for that. It's crazy. Um, when we started Bible Belt Bros, it was more of the spiritual journey with us with the church. Is Has this been a spiritual journey for you with the God Project? Is, is it something more personal that you're trying to find the answers to or is it – more just thoughts and feelings, and that's about it. It's kind of interesting because I thought at first that I would be asking these tough questions about God and spirituality and life and all this stuff, um, expecting to find the answers. But I just found out there are just more questions than than I got. I didn't get a single freaking answer, you know. And like I, I see it. I look back now in hindsight and realize that the idea isn't to find the answers. It's just kind of define like what, what essentially kind of makes you, I guess not not happy in life, but like what makes you. Uh, I don't e- see. I don't even know the answer. Like it's it's hard to. Uh, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's been a spiritual journey for sure. Like right as soon as the first episode started, and the way it was, the first episode was uh, me asking people why they believe in God. And then the second episode was why people don't believe in God who used to. And so you're getting this really unbiased, you know, even look at the people who have been a Christian, maybe their whole lives. Like I talked to a couple pastors. um, And then the second episode, you know, these people who have been Christians their whole life but are not anymore. And I'm like, there's just as much validity to uh, that second episode, you know, being that people kind of lose their faith. There's just as much validity in why people um, lose their faith than than there is, you know, just the same as people why they find their faith. And so um, my idea there was to uh, uh, value both sides and value really what people say personally. And a lot of this is on like an emotional, mental um, level as far as uh, like people's family and stuff. You know, you have so much influence growing up and stuff and like. People were hurt by their family. People are hurt by the church. And there's like a real consideration there of why they left the faith. And um, but uh, so that that started my journey was like kind of asking these questions, looking for the answers. Ends up I didn't find any. Um, I'm uh, I'm about the uh, I'm not really any closer to God now than I was. Um, It seems like every other day I feel like um, this whole thing is just bogus. And then um, every other day, I, I feel like, you know, I'm on the right track. And so I think uh, to any sort of um, idea or thought 
um, it's not if it's a legitimate thought or, or let's say let's use the word belief. If it's a legitimate belief, then it will stand up to the storms, you know, as they say, or it'll. I'll praise you in this storm. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll church you. I will lift my and, hair. and see, I really cringe when I said that because I knew <laughs> it sounded like you know, like churchy language and stuff, which which I've really tried to get away from lately. But uh, I can't because I grew up in it. But um, yeah, so I've just been um, kind of you know, searching for the answers that aren't even there, and um, it has been a spiritual journey also in in the way that um, I see God in a totally different way now. Um, where three, four years ago, you know, I was going to, I was finishing college at ORU, which is, you know, a very charismatic Christian, uh, kind of like, you know, speak in tongues, pray, pray for the sick. Um, oh, like a lot of yelling during services and stuff. Um, yeah, stuff like that. And there, they pushed that so big too. And just naturally, you know, I was, I was in the crowd there that, that absorbed it, you know? Um, and so I was really deep into like, um, like praying for the sick and, uh, you know, this whole like church representation out in society and, you know, representing Jesus well. And I had this huge pressure on my shoulders that, uh, that if I didn't represent Jesus well, you know, just on my day in my day to day life, like if I go to Starbucks or something, you know, and I walk out of there without somebody, you know, quote unquote, seeing Jesus in me or something, because that's a big quote, right? That that church that churches use is we need to be Jesus to people. You're the light of the world, man. I'm and the, and the salt of the wound. I mean, the salt of the <laughs> earth. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I had this this really kind of like messed up kind of thinking, and I really like grieved and um, like beat myself up when I wasn't able to be Jesus to someone. And so once I kind of graduated college and I got out of that um, kind of like evangelical uh, bubble a little bit that they pushed so so hard, um, I kind of realized that it's not all about that. Like there's more to God than us having the responsibility to um, represent him to people. And I understand the thought behind it as, as well. I'm sure you guys do too. Um, I, I mean, it makes sense. It does, and I'm not. Um, are you with me? Like, you understand what I'm saying as far as representing Jesus to people and being basically a uh, evan. Uh, what's the word? Evangelist. You know what I mean when I'm talking about that. Are you familiar with it? Yes, for sure. Okay, and especially Dusty. I mean, Dusty was a youth pastor. He kind of had to live his life I'm, that way. Yeah, above reproach. As they say. Yeah, or for me until I got caught. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and then that kind of all went downhill there. But now you're just a white boy with dreads and doubts, and so you went from ORU to, the you know, <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, is um, my personality on the Life Unfiltered, it's, it's me, Johnny, and Brad. And my personality there, I am officially now the, like their atheist friend. Like, like that's my – but – like it's it's not what I'm saying about myself. It's like I kind of take that because I mean the podcast is a little bit of a show, you know. Like like we don't always interact just like that. Um, well, a lot of times we do, but I mean we'll make jokes about like. Or, and Johnny says all the time how, uh, or one of them says all the time that you know I don't believe in God or whatever, and and I just play to it, you know. It's like characters. It's like, it's show. basically like a character. And honestly, I'm fine to do that. I don't feel bad about doing that. Because I, I know what I really think. 
you know, and it's not like my job to represent myself uh, to other people in a certain way. It's like, you know, people will, will think um, if it's a Christian listening to the stinking podcast and they're like, oh, well, he should be a Christian instead. You know, I'm just like, like, no, like, shut up, you know. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm not an atheist, but I'm kind of an atheist on the podcast. When we were looking at starting this podcast, we wanted to be two bros and an atheist, or two Christians and an atheist. Yeah. And so Andrew started calling his friends, being like, hey, man, we're starting a podcast with two Christians and the atheist. You got Dusty and I as Christians. We'd love to have you on the podcast. And they'd be like, bro, I'm a Christian. That's like, so funny. What? You're a Christian? Like, really? Like that legit <laughs> happened? You weren't making a joke to him or anything? Yes. I had no idea this person was a Christian at all and still don't think so. <laughs> yeah, like they just said that. We're in the Bible Belt, so it's a, a Christian is a loosely given term for everybody's yeah. Christian in a sense. That's that's interesting you say that, actually. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, if somebody – and I'm being totally serious. If somebody asked me if I was a Christian, like I can't say yes because there's a lot of the stuff like um, – with the church and with um, just people's kind of ideas about God and the, the way they shape God like as a as a person or as a man or whatever however you want to say that the way people believe that like I can't fit into that idea right does and that make when, sense yeah when people ask like our church like I saw them asking a pastor one day he was like uh, what what denomination are you guys? And he's like, oh, we're just followers of Jesus. I'm like, no, 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 no. Are you Baptist? Are you Methodist? No. Like, we're just. I don't want to fit in those molds that you yeah. already have your preconceived ideas of. Like, we're just followers of Jesus. And well, we believe multiple things from other different it, denominations. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's that's kind of the way I am now. Like, people um, that I grew up with and. Um, like friends and family and you know they will deny anything to do with buddha they'll deny anything to do with like gandhi or any teachings or um practices or ideas that that, that they present you know mm-hmm. and just because of the fact that it's another religion besides christianity where if you actually look at it and be like okay yeah they're talking about like inner peace here like inner peace is a, is a healthy thing you know, it's it's called mental health. You know, and so for people to kind of discount stuff like that, um, it's it's really annoying. You know, to kind of have to defend yourself and say why you don't think Buddha um, or Gandhi or these other people like that are completely going to hell. You know, like yeah. you don't know. You know? Yeah, that's you don't like. I hope that with my upbringing and the religion that I've fallen into because of my upbringing and. And I really do believe in Jesus and stuff, and but at the same time, like it's, it's still a faith thing. I mean, sure. I hope that this is, you know, if I grew up in China, it would be Buddha or whatever, yeah. And I would probably feel the same confidence because of just everybody around me with that. So yeah, you know, I'm sure because when as a Baptist, we grew up, we went through a class about the Baptist faith and message, the Baptist foundational beliefs, which ne- not necessarily biblical beliefs, but the but the denominational beliefs, and so like you're pretty ingrained at a young age, like this is what you believe. And man, like when it came to smoking and drinking and all that kind of stuff, like if I ever heard of a, I think Andrew's dad was a youth pastor. He's my Sunday school teacher, and he started telling me how he drinks, and I was like, oh my gosh, you drink beer? Like, that's so terrible, you know. And now I like because a youth pastor, 
and I'm still like haven't had a drink or whatever because people who have drinks or drink or smoke cigars or whatever they're heathens. And I'm like, my the pastor at the church I was working at drinks and smokes cigars. Like I was like, holy crap! And so now like I figured out like this that little view was like super like I guess aggressively what the word is conservative compared yeah. to like almost every church in this yeah. area. Like you're saying the Baptist view on stuff. Yeah, and just I mean, and just well, the, more the, the leadership view that I had growing that's more up. More of the backwood church, the small town church. They're more uh, charismatic in that sense, uh-huh. rather than the the larger churches. I mean, were the larger churches seems to be more loose on the definition or on the beliefs, so, such as you don't drink, you don't dance. Um, you don't speak yeah. in church, or you do speak in church. You, we all speak tongues, you know. It, however, in, in my experience, actually, the backwoods church speaks more in tongues. But yeah, and and that's strange how they find these little like nuances within their uh, their ideas and faiths and stuff that, like, yeah, if you go to like a mainstream, you know, uh, like the church up here on the forty first right in town, Solace Church. Yes, like you're not gonna go there, and they're gonna be like yelling in tongues. Nope, you know it's going to be the bat, the smaller ones. That's interesting. Did I, I don't even know if I answered your question. Oh. Or, does <laughs> Steve have a question there? I don't, I don't know if I had a question. Oh, maybe we're just I was talking. Just, just talking about how just your worldview or your life view just changes as you go along. Yeah. Like I grew up with this one belief, and then I get to this certain point in my life, and I realize very few people have this belief. Sure. You know. But yeah. now, if you stayed in that small hometown. Would you still have that belief? I don't know. Maybe. Because that's all you would be surrounded by. Right. But now since you moved to a larger city. I didn't city, have like a drink of alcohol influence. until I was 24, 25. I mean, I was for the wrong reasons at that point. But he did. And well, it's your fault. You're the one that pressured me, bro. Uh, <laughs> you're the, you're you're the one that had the alcohol. I'd never bought anything. Dang, before. peer pressure. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I you, opened you, your eyes. You're that atheist <laughs> sinning yeah. friend. That's right. <laughs> he was my <laughs> that, sinning friend. That drug Dusty down <laughs> to the pits. But yeah, like what like what you're saying about smoking and drinking and cussing all that stuff. Those are the way I think about that. Because um, I have thought about all this before, you know, just wrestling through everything. There I go again, church, church language, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling with things. <laughs> I gotta wrestle with God. Um, like like when when you're younger, you know, ideas are very simple and vague, and then as you get older, you kind of dig into those ideas. So. Even for adults in church now, smoking and drinking and cussing and other religions and pornography and, um, you know, stuff like all those things, they're big, simple things that we could look at and label them all as, as a sin to stay away from them. And that's kind of the way that um, we, we are growing up with these simple ideas, you know, like your parents love you, you love your parents, like that's all. Like you don't dig into you know why you love them or anything like that, and then when they do something to hurt you, you still love them ten minutes later as a kid, you know. But as you get older, things kind of get complicated. You learn that maybe your your dad cheated on your wife or something, or or <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> your, your dad cheated on his wife, his, on your mom or something like that, and then you actually you know you call into question why you actually love him and do you love him still stuff like that. In the uh, beliefs that he's brought you up believing. Exactly. Are, I'm like, wait a minute. Right. And so as you get older, I think it's a healthy thing to question and kind of press those beliefs that you've had. Because if if I kind of said it earlier, if, if that belief is legit, 
you know, then then it'll it'll stand the test of time. Like it'll stand stuff being pushed against it. That's why people have marriage premarital premarital counseling. You know, like the idea of premarital counseling is to give you every reason not to get married. If you make it if you make it through counseling, then you you know you, you have a better chance of getting married. But if you're a good counselor, well, okay, hold on. I know, I know, I know, Justin. I, okay, I ha- I've been married twice. Okay. You know, so nice I tried it twice. But the first time, I had two premarital counseling sessions, and they still didn't work out. So so you guys got through them fine? <laughs> yeah, there were two different styles. But, I mean, most of it was just a sin issue. Like, I just hadn't grown up yet. I was too young. Hadn't, well, hadn't dealt with my... I don't, mean, I don't mean to say that flippantly either, because I'm not married. But I've I've heard therapists <laughs> and counselors and stuff say personally that their their idea of when they counsel people is to actually put them through some tests and see how they react together before they get married. Mm-hmm. Is that's what that's what I meant? I didn't mean to say that as like a big broad broad stroke there, but it, I think some of it depends on the counselor though. Sure. Like some of the some of the counselors you just kind of listen, you know, like the principles, you know, don't. Uh-huh. Don't uh oh you know the forgive and forget like ten couples tend to you know fight about something and then instead of solving it and forgiving they'll like kind of keep it back there for more armor and it'll come up ammunition later. later yeah and then all of a sudden you're you're having a fight because somebody didn't throw the trash away and then you get divorced because of all the other stuff that yeah. come up in well, that and argument and it wasn't fight. really because of the trash you're <laughs> exactly. not fighting because of the trash you're fighting from all this repressed exactly. stuff not that I ever have a <laughs> arguments with the trash not being taken out. <laughs> JK, that's my. I forget the forgetting issue. <laughs> I just forget the things I don't want to do. Wait, let's be yeah, honest. Oh, how convenient! <laughs> like when you're a kid, your mom asks you to clean your room. You're like, oh, I don't remember you saying that. You're like it's like selective hearing. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dusty, we're at our 30 minute mark. Oh gosh. So it's time to wrap this up. It's we're like my- we're staying on track this season. Because like last season, we, we went anywhere from 20 minutes to like an hour and 15 minutes. You should start flicking the light switch when we get to the yeah, <laughs> like five-minute mark. <laughs> Hopefully none of our uh, seizures are epileptic. <laughs> or seizures. <laughs> none of our uh, guests are epileptic. There, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Joe, man, this has been awesome. Uh, I, I encourage everybody to check out The God Project. Uh, where can they find that? Um, a lot of places right now, actually. Uh, not iTunes yet. Well, I don't, I don't know when this is planning on coming out, actually. It might be on iTunes, like, from now in the next couple months. So okay. I'm not sure when you guys are planning on releasing it's this. January. But, okay. So, um, yeah, just go to soundcloud.com slash godprojectpod. And, like, everything social media, like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and stuff, is all uh, godprojectpod. Is it the godproject or just godproject? The thing itself is called the God Project, but all my like handles and stuff are God Project Pod. Okay. So yeah, sweet. Well, we you know, we'll pray for you, brother. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. I, I, <laughs> re- can... I receive that. <laughs> you receive that? Yeah, I receive. Andrew, you. do you echo that? <laughs> that, that I, I receive you guys pouring. Into <laughs> Whoa, now. Whoa. Hey, leave that for hey, life unfiltered. Yeah, that's your life unfiltered. <laughs> Pastor said it. Pastor said it. I heard it. <laughs> All right, take these guys. <laughs>